why leave Dublin? This is a, it's a two-parter, I guess. Volkanovski's fucking nasty, man. He's probably the most underrated champion in the UFC right now. If, if we're going just off technique and who's a better boxer, it's Usyk. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Pear Pod. Uh, our first episode in sunny Marbella. Buenos dias. Hola. That's all I've picked up so far. Thank you, Leaving Cert French and Miss Jackson. Turning out to be virtually useless. Anyway, so welcome, everyone, to sunny Marbella, Port of Anus. Uh, we made the move. I've been here seven days. A week exactly uh, we moved last week and um, honestly we've gotten into the flow of things like pretty pretty quickly myself and Marin, um are both working remotely now so she's she's next door but it's uh it's been it's been honestly quite an easy move considering everything and all the stuff we have to move um but yeah we'll we'll go back to the start uh, this part is basically going to be an intro just to why I decided to move uh, what I plan to be doing while I'm over here, and then, yeah, just the lifestyle in general here. So, why leave Dublin? This is a, it's a two-parter, I guess. Sorry, if this is, if this is popping a lot, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, this is a, it's a two-parter. The, the first part being the, the cost of living in Dublin is just, is just fucking insane right now, if I'm honest. Um, we were living in my, childhood home that my my parents decided to keep when we moved um so that we could rent it out and that's honestly the only reason that i could have afforded to live outside of home back in dublin for for the last two years or so um just because the rent the rent is so is is nuts in, in dublin right now and the uh the competition is fucking crazy so we were for a while looking at a place or looking for places in dublin but then quite quickly after Murren moved online we were like we might as well take our uh take the circus abroad um and yeah marbella seemed to make the most sense we've done vancouver before um and it, it's a it's a big old trip but spain is it's a couple hours and it's just a it's a it's a different kind of trip just because people are so close we can travel home i'm going to need to travel home for a few gigs and um, offer a few jobs that are, are going to pop up so being two hours away and not having to like mortgage yourself just to be able to get a flight home is 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 definitely a big plus for us so what was i saying why did we leave so yeah the cost is a big one and um, just relative to where we are in dublin now um or compared to what we will be paying in dublin not we're in a two a two-bed apartment here in port of anus and um with our with our bills and rent and everything all in um we're paying about 950 a month so compared to what that would get you in dublin it's just i i shudder to think of what the uh the options would be for people but yeah so that was one big plus um financially we're not we're, we're going to be in a different situation now we're going to be able to afford um a lot more i'm going to be able to invest more into my gear and into the podcast to make it a uh, the best i can i want to obviously constantly i'm looking to update my gear but financially, just at, when we're at the start of this of this journey, there's not a, a huge amount of extra funds to go into gear, especially because gear is so fucking expensive now. Um, 
but yeah so the reason one was just fin- financially living in dublin doesn't make sense right now um it's 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 just it's it's so expensive and competitive and uh but what you're paying i don't know if dublin offers the same things that like a london or like um or new york or one of those things would offer for like kind of justifies the cost you know what i mean um especially for a creative uh it just and being able to to work remotely it just it made sense to make a move and uh the second part is just trying to experience as many different places as i can while i'm uh while that's still a, a possibility for me obviously there's a lot of um a lot more people doing content full-time out here which means there's a lot of opportunities for me to work with people and um, i actually have a shoot on wednesday with a, a fairly popular fitness personality from dublin or oh, he's not from dublin he's from ireland though and um, so i'm fucking buzzing for that definitely want to do some more fitness stuff out here but uh it was weird man the the like when i first got over here or first moved in the, my first priority was to uh i was like geez i gotta i gotta get a podcast going and um i don't know i, I was talking to marion about this and she feels kind of the same it's 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 weird how people or i felt more way more comfortable to create content here and um, than i did in dublin i don't know if it's just a new setting or you know less people here or whatever but um that's definitely something I've noticed. I'm definitely charged, man. I'm ready to to do as many things as I can. Um, but yeah, so the other one was just was just professional. Marin wanted to to experience something new. She works remotely now as well, so it just seemed like the the perfect time to to make a move. Now, what else do I have? So Marbella itself, um, it's beautiful first and foremost there is absolutely certain there's without question a change in in vibe and people here everyone is very relaxed very very nice and very welcoming i think everyone here is just fucking so chilled out man obviously there's a lot of like retired people here a lot of older people but there's also a lot of younger people here just um working man but the the general vibe here is great it's a it's a it's definitely a lovely place to live i don't know if i could do it here for forever just because i think i just get far too relaxed um but for right now and for a change from dublin yeah it's 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 uh yeah it's pretty nice um so the the light the, the lifestyle for us pretty much has been now get up first thing and um, we head down to the gym we joined m13 which is a local gym here Um, a few people asked me that it's class man it's hot it's a fucking sweat box you get in there you, it's everyone there's stacked man it's fucking insane um so like it's it's definitely a motivating environment to work in and uh it's walking distance to us man so no more cars um which is a good and a bad thing my steps gonna be going going nuts but it's it's nice to have everything in walking distance from your whole life is in walking distance um and like when it's warm out and all that shit in the morning especially in the mornings when it's warm out like the walk is on is is nice you have your coffee or whatever on the walk down and it it almost warms you up for the rest of the day so i i really like it um i like i like what our what our routine is like right now i need to get up a little fucking earlier man i'm sleeping in a little bit and um, well sleeping in like as in we didn't get out of the house today till half eight we usually try to get gone by half seven it's just in in our room man. the room here it has these uh blackout blinds and the f- the, the the firmest mattress which i love and um, i just sleep really well in it and it's it's 
in the morning when it's so dark you know when you sleep in those rooms where those blackout blinds and uh you don't know what time it is and you wake up it could be six in the morning it could be midday but you just can't tell and you almost it, it almost takes you an extra 15 minutes to wake up and um, that's kind of what I'm, I'm having right now but yeah um in general man uh people are asking what the deal is with visually impaired as well so i've just up i have my feet up i'm gonna pop up a touch pop it up um yeah so visually impaired obviously last year last year definitely has been uh the biggest year so far for visually impaired we got um we really diversified our our base of clients i got to do a lot of different kinds of work which was great and then build on the relationships i had with the existing clients which is also uh which is also fantastic i am um, there's definitely a feeling of underlying feeling of guilt to pick up and move on and move on and um, while there's a uh, decline says i have that are definitely going to be in need of content and stuff but right now um with everything going on i i, I worked all the way up until um the day, literally the weekend before we left just packing in as many shoots as i could um purely because um i knew i could edit a lot over here but the uh obviously not being able to shoot i wanted to be able to future or um give the clients a little bit of uh extra content to be able to pump out while i was away and then when i come back for christmas we could uh try and shoot some more stuff but i guess for right now i i guess um i had to put myself and visually impaired first and the opportunities over here are definitely abundant and um i think i'll come back a more well-rounded content creator um with definitely a a more i, I hope a more impressive uh showreel and like collection of work that's that's the goal so like i'm coming out here to improve my skills and try to be offer a better overall service to my clients so that was the motivation behind it um obviously all the clients are very understanding but it's definitely uh it was definitely something that was on my mind when we were moving and what um like am i going to lose all the progression that i've made or all the uh all the momentum all the momentum that we've kind of made but um all i can do is line up as many shoots as i can over here to kind of justify the decision of moving um and i'm going to do that so yeah um the let me just see what are we on okay so i'm trying to think what else people are going to be interested in terms of visually impaired and the kind of work we're going to do and um, i'm actually meeting up with uh another content creator here who's uh shipping off to dubai soon and um, and has a lot of leftover work basically and a lot of clients that need him and uh he needs someone to go in and take over that work so it looks like he's going to be cool with that being me um, I'm meeting up with them this week, and if that goes well, that's obviously a basically a, a full client list, um, waiting to be essentially serviced. Yeah, so I'm 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 buzzing about that. We'll see what they say, and um, we'll see what he says. But he said it's a lot of like architecture stuff, a lot of uh like drone flights stuff like that, which is fucking that's perfect. And um, he said the money's quite good for that. So I will keep everyone in the loop. But that's uh that's definitely one of the things and then uh i want to try and get into some fight gyms man Um, hopefully uh, i'd be surprised if uh fight gyms here aren't uh if people aren't putting effort into their content at this stage 
Um, I don't know, like every gym right now should be seeing what the UFC are doing in in terms of building stories. And um, you can see what they're doing with like Paddy Pimlet and stuff like that. They're um, see what they do with Connor. Do you know what I mean? They they're building stories these fighters, and it just makes them um overall so much more appealing when people know where they've where you've where you've come from and stuff. So I'd love to help bridge that gap. And there's definitely a lot of people training here, even in M13. They have bags and stuff, and uh, there's some serious dudes in there. So I'm gonna chase that down when I get a little bit more settled and get ahead of my editing and stuff. But that's uh that is also intriguing. So yeah, I'm gonna do a quick, uh, I'm gonna do a quick breakdown of some of the fights that are on this weekend. We the class weekend of fights there, and uh, just give me one sec. Okay. So yeah, I'm just gonna make sure I I have it down as it was UFC 266, but I want to make sure that that is the case because I don't want to get it wrong. So UFC 266 this past weekend, um, we had Nick Diaz returning against Robbie Lawler. I'm not going to go too long on any of these, and and feel free to skip through. I'm going to either have uh, timelines, or I'm going to have something up on the screen here where you can see what the topic of conversation is, because I know this isn't everyone's cup of tea. But um, yeah, man, uh, Nick Diaz and Robbie Lawler came back or came back to fight again for the second time, and. Uh, Jeez, man! It was obviously, yeah, great to see Nick in the octagon again. But he, um, everything just looked, everything just looked a bit slow. To be honest with you, Robbie didn't. Robbie looked, Robbie looked sharp. He looked like he was throwing hard, but just, um, to see, to see Nick kind of uh, crumble like that, uh, in front of the ref, it's just something you don't attribute or you don't associate with the DL's name. Um, usually it's go out in your shield. They very rarely go out in your shield. Do you know what I mean? They usually make it to the end. Um, win it, win or not. But to see him go down like that, and then all the 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 shit going on in the the ESPN the Brett Okamoto interview, where um he's basically saying I don't know he says that uh people might misinterpret what he said, but what he said was that he didn't really want to be here and that he uh it wasn't what he wanted to do anymore, and that he's being forced into it by his managers, and if he had his choice, he wouldn't even be f- fighting Robbie, and I know Nick's a uh, he's 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 not the most keen on interviews, and I know that the whole press and journalism part of um, MMA is he he hates it and he doesn't like to get involved in it. But saying that kind of stuff is just right ahead of a fight. It just it just seemed weird, and then the way the fight ended, it just all leads to the question as to whether or how motivated Nick Diaz was to actually fight. Um, but yeah, and then obviously we had Alexander Vol- uh, Volkanovski. Brian Ortega, um, that was some that was some fight, man. Jesus, I actually, I actually, I would, I would have, I would have taken Volkanovski, um, purely because while Ortega looked great against um the Korean zombie, uh, Korean zombie, they had a obviously the fight with Max where he got he got pieced up, and um, Volkanovski's fucking nasty, man. He's probably the most underrated champion in the UFC right now just because like people forget he's beaten Chad Mendes he's beaten Aldo he's beaten all the big names obviously he beat Holloway twice um, and now he's going to beat Brian Ortega like that's the who's who of the, the featherweight division right now um, and he's he's gone through all of them so I think uh, pull a little respect on a uh, uh, on Volkanovski's name obviously he got caught in a, he got caught in a fucking tasty little guillotine 
that looked tight and he said it was tight and uh brian ortega is a a, a a gracie black belt so he you know when that th- when that thing's in you you definitely feel it but he stayed calm and that's what you have to do you stay calm um and uh he, he found the way out which uh you need to do but he won 14 out of 15 rounds on on the three judges scorecards so you can't uh and then the ufc judging is fucking brutal so the uh the fact that there was it was that unanimous um i think says something i think he dominated the fight apart from uh those two uh the, the triangle and the uh the guillotine but uh yeah and then the other big fight i could go into the the rest of the ufc card but i don't think obviously valentina won again uh against lauren murphy i don't no shockers there i think lauren's class um she's actually been on the the sean o'malley podcast before the and uh she 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 comes across great as a like true martial arts and all that kind of stuff but it's just valentina's in a different league man and uh the only the only female i see um giving her any trouble is is amanda nunez if they'd run that back again but uh yeah i, I all in all it was, it was it was a great card i'm i'm interested to see what happens with nick now man i wouldn't be surprised if that just stops uh i don't know i don't know who you put him up against now like the the welterweight division is, is stacked they didn't even fight they fought a middleweight because he couldn't he didn't want to cut the weight so i don't know man um that was another thing at the last minute he didn't want to cut the weight um which is just fucked up on robbie like because robbie obviously gotten his body he, he has to get his body into position to be able to cut that that last bit of weight to get down to 170 and if nick wasn't going to make the weight give him give him give robbie a heads up do you know what i mean three or four weeks before and not, don't make him cut the weight so that was bullshit and obviously robbie took it like a champ um, as he always does, and they kick the shit out of him. So, fair play to you, Robbie. Um, yeah, and then the uh, the same night, Joshua fought uh, Alexander Usyk. Um, I have a few friends who are uh, big boxing fans, and uh, all the the pundits, all the the content channels coming up to it, um, everyone seemed to just not be taking. I don't know if people were unaware of who Usyk is. Um, I don't know if it was just because there's this kind of air of invincibility against uh, around Anthony Joshua, which is just a honestly a surprise more than anything. Uh, just because of obviously he lost Andy Ruiz, and I thought after that people were going to start seeing that there's there's some real uh, there's some real cracks in in Anthony Joshua's armor, particularly um, particularly just uh, better boxers. You've seen Andy Ruiz with fast hands and. Uh, uh, obviously gave gave Joshua a lot of trouble and then um he also came back in the rematch. But with uh Usyk, Usyk is uh was the, the cruiserweight champion, um undisputed cruiserweight champion. Obviously came out, came up fought Tony Bellew. Tony Bellew is someone I, I really respect. I I really like him as a boxer and as a, a pundit. He's uh he's very honest. And he said he honestly i don't I don't think there's a better judge of someone um or someone to take uh, advice from when it comes to to fight to fight predictions, but Bellew has fought Usyk. Actually, gave Usyk a lot of trouble, and um, just because Tony also likes to stay long, and um, he's a fucking beautiful boxer, technically a great boxer, and he gave Usyk some trouble. And Usyk was the bigger man in that case, and um, he just said Usyk is too smart. He said Usyk he 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 set so many traps, and um, people don't see it. They they he he might not like be a devastating puncher. But um, even Bellew said after eight rounds, he said, I was exhausted. He said, even though I was winning the fight, he was winning on, I think he won like six out of those eight rounds. Um, 
he was exhausted, mentally exhausted, because Usyk just makes you, he forces you to stay, stay sharp all the time. And uh, that, that wears on you. But in, in this, in the, in the Joshua fight, um, it was straight from the off. Usyk was, was straight at it. Uh, traditionally, not a, not a fast starter. It comes straight out and was just finding a home for that, that, that left down the pipe. He'd clear out that, uh, he'd clear out that front leg and uh, he just whapped straight down, straight down the, uh, straight down the pipe. And Joshua just seemed to be getting, getting landed, or it, uh, it was landing on him every time. Do you know what I mean? Or a lot uh, for so early in the fight. Usually, you need to, um, you need to start. Or you, it takes a couple of rounds just to see what the opponent's doing when you move and just feeling each other out a little bit. But straight away, he was clearing that front foot and he was coming straight down the middle. So I don't know if that was something they noticed in the camp. They were like, we're going to try and exploit this, but. Um, apart from maybe the fifth and the sixth round where Joshua came back a little bit, uh, Usyk hosed him, man. Hosed him. Obviously, they have the uh, the automatic rematch clause now. Um, but I, like, I'm just thinking. It's different to the Ruiz fight. In the Ruiz fight, Joshua wobbled him and was probably close to, to finishing him. He was also the first person to put Ruiz down. Um, and... So leaving that fight, you were thinking, okay, well, there's potential that um, Joshua can just fix you things up, be a little bit more careful. Uh, don't get caught coming out with that left hook. Keep the hands up. And that's what he did. He came back, function- he, he uh, fought much more technical, and he, out- he outboxed him. But I I don't think Joshua can... can can I don't think that the, the change in style... There's a few things that I, I didn't see working from, but it seemed from the off that Usyk was just technically a better boxer. And... Um, and I, I don't think I, I don't think the size made a huge amount of difference or the weight didn't seem to make a lot of difference. Joshua couldn't even seem to get close enough to be able to try and put his weight on Usyk, but that's not his game anyway. So if, if we're going just off technique and who's a better boxer, it's Usyk. So you, you run that back in fucking Ukraine or something. Do you know what I mean? And, and, like, and that was Wembley. Do you know what I mean? Like for Usyk to, to go into, or go into Tottenham, Tottenham Stadium packed out i think they said there was two thousand ukrainian tickets sold and uh and perform like that like fair fucks to you man and now joshua has to go away and try and do it again and i don't i don't know if that's going to happen which which leads you to a a, a fury uh potential fury usik fight which I, I i just think fury would still i think it's a different game i think that the, the size would make much bigger difference when you're when you're six eleven or whatever, whatever height Tyson is, and uh, the way he is, and especially the way he's fighting now with Kronk, I think it would be a, it would be a whole different problem for Usyk. But right now, not the time to look future ones. Just celebrate uh, Alexander Usyk, and I think uh, I don't think that rematch we're going to see much different, if I'm totally honest. Um, just give me a second. Reset the cameras. But yeah, man. Um, at this stage, I would. Very much appreciate it if you would all subscribe, like the video and subscribe. I am. Um, I'm gonna work at this pod, man. It's 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 actually, it's weird. It 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 takes a lot of work to set up. I I I don't know how this is gonna look. I'm looking at the monitors here and it looks all right. So I think this will um, it'll look and sound great. But to set up is is a little bit of work now that I have my own space. It's gonna be easier. But I am. Um, I want to get some guests in here, man. I I I want to do. I think the guests make a big difference i'll do these recap ones when it uh like i'll do these ones when it's applicable and um 
But yeah, I think the guest ones, I, I get more out of them. I like learning from someone else. I like hearing their story. And I think here there's a lot of people that um that would consider coming on. And so particularly some people in the creator space. I need to start leveraging my my bloom on and the fact that we work with a lot of influencers and I get I, I have a lot of guys we work with the bloom on who are traveling around right now. You've got like Rob Lipset, um, Louis Armstrong, Brandon Harding, people like that. I really want to try and take that opportunity to or use that intro to try and get some people on the pod i think it would uh it would mean some uh some interesting conversations but yeah that's uh that's that's the main deal with my bear right now like right now the 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 plan now until christmas is to really sit down and sit down and grind do you know what i mean uh there's a lot of editing and stuff to get done i've got a lot of videos to finish and then um we got client work straight away and then blue mon's getting a uh, is getting busier than ever we've got black friday coming up so there's a lot to be done um but i'm still going to try and make this podcast one of my priorities um at least one every every two weeks or like two a month or something but feedback is always appreciated and if it uh if there's anything you guys want to see your topics you guys want to talk about like i know i'm not a uh a fight personality or anything like that but i am a huge uh mma fan in particular and um, i consume all the content i watch every card well i watch all the big cards and i get the, the highlights on the smaller cards but um I, I i i think i think there's some i have something to offer particularly on the ufc side in terms of insight and um, particularly from a fan's perspective obviously from a when you've an ex-fighter and stuff it uh they they see a lot from the perspective of the fighter but from a fan perspective and particularly the, um in looking at the way the ufc promotes and looking at the 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 content they put behind uh their fights in particular i think i could offer a good perspective on so yeah i'm gonna try and do more of these uh and yeah i think it's only this one's only going to be like 20 30 minutes but i didn't want to overload you guys with content off the bat and uh yeah thank you all for watching there will be more of these coming down don't worry and there will be they will be longer in the future but it's uh it's monday morning and i've got a lot of shit to do so i need to go and do that but yeah thank you all for watching subscribe to the channel yeah goodbye